Evening trip. We're back again after a long holiday. I'm sure everyone missed us loads. Um, it's our good selves and it's episode 32. And uh, this time we've got quite a lot of uh, the IHL stuff to cover. Uh, in particular, clans uh, frustrating season rumbles on. I was going to say rumbles on there, but rumbles on. We'll save that. Yeah, we will save that for later. But yeah, I think... Um, Tell you when I save it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so seven or eight games there to cover and, and some other things in the league and if we've got time, uh, some some of the Scottish football stuff uh, and in particular the, the game that I attended at the weekend. But I won't I won't reveal anything until then. Oft. Uh, Keep everybody on edge. Yeah. So we're, we're going to dive straight in then I think to to cover just briefly the games that we've we've not spoken about since last time. Uh, and and it began on the twenty fourth of November at home to Guildford. Uh, we lost three 0 Um this was one of the games I was looking forward to seeing actually because I I hadn't seen Guildford I don't think at Brayhead at all. Uh, and barring quite a, a good first period I think uh, we really didn't didn't turn up for for the rest of the game so much. We couldn't couldn't seem to get past uh, arch nemesis Travis Fullerton. <laughs> no, no, I, I I was at that game as well, and I just remember Fullerton being just really good, and it just seems to be a sort of recurring theme with with goalies at Brayhead Arena recently. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, they they do seem to find a find a bit of form. Sometimes against us, but whether that's just us not being good enough in terms of putting chances away, which I guess is is another theme that we will uh, touch on. But no, Guildford were a team certainly that I was quite worried about playing. Um, after the first period, I thought we'd done we'd done pretty well and kind of nullified them. There was this theme of uh, staying out the box. I don't think we took a single penalty then. Um, but it was almost as if they were playing that to, you know, they were trying to yeah. be too too nice almost towards the towards the end. Guildford really just were quite comfortable as far as I remember, uh, in the last last kind of forty minutes. But um, yeah, just sad. Uh, like other than that first period, that you, you know, you spoke about um, Clan were just went really out of the races. I think. When Guilford scored, I think it was like two minutes into the second period. Um, you know, the the heads just sort of dropped after that, and um, didn't really look as if we were going to get back into it at any point. Um, and yeah, interesting as well with the the penalties thing. So I think we talked about that on uh, on the last podcast that we would need to stay stay out of the box if we had if we were going to be within a a chance of winning. But it just shows you that. Uh, you can do that, and you know teams like Guildford to on any given night can be really good. Um, just uh, took us to town, really. Yeah, I think what I was really trying to say earlier is they're almost concentrating too much on the discipline, uh, and uh, you know not playing for for that forty minutes uh, or whatever. Guildford weren't as impressive as I thought they were in the the TV game, the 
during the midweek Coventry, I think it was, that they played uh, the game before that. I thought they were really good there. But, um, yeah, I mean, we certainly for the, 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 the first part of the game, we, we nullified them. But then, yeah, we just didn't really get going. And Fullerton, for all his critics that he had when he was here, he, he played well. So, um, yeah. That was that was a decent win for them to be honest. Given, if you would have thought we were maybe coming in with a wee bit of confidence, having beat Milton the the weekend weekend before, but not to be. And it's just, it's one of the the frustrations looking at the results that we'll just talk about. You know, it goes from good good game one week to bad game the next. Yeah, and even within games as well. It's <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Good periods and bad periods, and there's just absolutely no consistency whatsoever, which leads on to the Challenge Cup game. It does lead on to the Challenge Cup game, um, which I, happened. I guess you could sort of lead into every game, but well, you could, yeah. I, I was going to say as well, we, we had that sort of run of shite second periods, uh, <laughs> and then kind of are over that now, but uh, finding other ways to, to be. Uh, Disappointed, but yeah. So Challenge Cup, as you say, was was the following Wednesday, twenty eighth, first leg against Cardiff. Um, you were at that one, I think. Um, yeah. Finished four three to Cardiff, and then terrible start. And you're thinking, here's a pumping, a good pick from Cardiff, but uh, it improved in the latter parts, and and we escaped with, or Cardiff escaped, I guess you could say, in the end with. Just a, a one goal lead. Yeah. Um, after about 17 minutes, the first paid were 3 0 down. Uh, just never, never get going at all. And teams like Cardiff are going to punish you for it. Um, and they did that. So, um, I mean, they just sat, they just had the majority of the puck and uh, the possession and just sat looking to find uh, the right lines. And, uh, being able to sort of stick the puck in the back of the net and you know they were they were fairly ruthless I would say in the first period um, and it looked like a, a long night ahead uh, and then two minutes into the second period Zach Fitzgerald scores uh, I thought initially it had been tipped uh, <coughs> I was shocked it had come just from behind or just in front of the blue, the blue line so I thought it was maybe tipped on the way through but I think it just went straight through um, but you know, nevertheless, that that sort of gave us a, a lifeline to to get back into it. Um, and then ten minutes after that, Fitzy, you know, he, he makes a mistake, gives the the puck away, and then and then the Pope, uh, the Pope scored to make it four one. <laughs> Good player, him does it, uh, <laughs> yeah. especially coming all the way from from the Vatican. That that was a good finish. It's a long <laughs> it's a long bus journey. <laughs> He's uh, good at crosses and that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> moving moving swiftly on. Uh, but, you know, it was wasn't long again before we get back into it. Um Brendan Conley we were second and then very late on in the third period, uh Vaclav Stupka um taking the game to within one and, and the tie to within one. So you, although it was a defeat uh, it was pleasing to see um, a good sort of comeback uh, from the team and 
I think that's maybe what Pete Russell was alluding to in his post-match interview with that one, saying that we'd find we'd found our what was it? Identity, maybe. Found our identity. Yeah, that was it. Um, so you know that was <clears throat> that was looking good going forward. The, the team could sort of come back from that deficit, and uh, although we lost, it was still you're still keeping the tie alive, kind of thing. Yeah, and. Um... One of the main things I think from that is showing that we can actually get a puck past bounds, a brain yeah. head, yeah. Um, and yeah, that that was unfortunate the the Fitzy mistake. I mean, there's been quite a few mistakes from uh, our players recently as well, and that that was one at a bad time. I think if you you don't do that, we're pushing and not saying we would have gone on to win the game, but to for him to extend the lead back out to three, you think. Um, yeah. they, they're a bit more comfortable um, so especially knowing that we've got to go down there in the second leg so that'll be tough but yeah we'll, we'll come on to that I suppose uh, when we when we preview the weekend but like you say you think okay good performance uh, take it into the to the weekend coming up and on that Friday against Coventry a 4-2 win and that was a uh, Perhaps a, a continuation of the performance from Cardiff. Yeah, um, it could have been that. Certainly seemed that way um, yeah, after the game, and you know we did start really well in in that game as well. We outshot Coventry thirteen to eight in the first period, although it was although the score was even. But uh, I felt like we started uh, the better team and sort of maintained it through. The full sixty minutes, which was um, which was nice to see for a change. Yeah, especially given that uh, Coventry actually went two one up in that game, scoring quite early on in the second. But uh, Scott Pitt starting to find a bit of form then. Uh, so it seemed he had uh, the first goal and then a couple of assists on uh, Grattan's goal. So he's a guy, uh, as we'll see, coming onto the the stats a bit later that we really need firing um, with Becca so you thought you know albeit I think we've had quite a good record over Coventry uh, at the moment they're one of the teams around about us and those games you just have to win even though we seem to say that every week yeah I mean but as games like that um, Coventry Dundee um Milton Keynes and uh, Manchester and all that are, you know, these are the teams that we need to be beaten if we want to finish above them. So that's just, uh, just goes without saying. So we, we, we took that form into the Sunday, going in there on a high, uh, 2nd of December down to Nottingham, a team who we had actually beaten the past, say the past two times. I think we've only played them twice this season. Uh, and won both but one of course being down in Nottingham so you're going in there thinking we could potentially do something but unfortunately found ourselves up against a, a Nottingham team that ended up scoring 15 goals over two games that weekend um, but I think a couple of unforgivable sins in there uh, five power plays from us without a goal and three short handed Goals against, which is just 
nah. Three in the season, it's almost as if we've gone right, we'll just use it. Use up yeah. use up our three in one game. Um and basically we've been pumped. Yeah, well it just wasn't good enough. Uh again conceding three goals inside the first twelve minutes. Uh two of those goals were short handed. Um and then after twelve minutes Joe Rumpel came off. Uh you know, letting in three goals and nine shots. Not not great, I mean Becoming a bit of a theme, could you say? Could be. It's difficult with short-handed goals, though, I think. You no, know, I know, if, of course, yeah. If it's a breakaway stuff, then... I know, they're not necessarily the goalie's fault, but just looking yeah. for patterns. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen the highlights for, from that game, to be fair, because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 3 nil down, and then Rumpel comes off, and, and Russell gets uh, in the, the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I did watch them, but I don't really remember. I mean, a couple of the, the short-handed goals would be quite good finishes and stuff, but uh, Nottingham also had the debut for uh, new goalie Patrick Munson, who they'd brought in. Um, I don't know if that kind of impacted on how they played or whatever, but uh, we really need to be looking at that power play there. Five chances and not getting not getting one goal, regardless of the short-handed stuff, uh, you know, that's, yeah. you need to be getting one or two there, uh, especially given, I think, Nottingham got, were three from three, maybe, uh, yeah, they were, so, <laughs> uh, that's, you're never going to win games, I don't think, with, with stats like that. No, definitely not, um, Fitzy did score, so, at the end of that first period, to, um, you know, hopefully that would have given us a bit of confidence going in at the end of the first period because I think that was uh, Matt Cowlett's first first point of the season as well. So, um, so that was good to see as well. But started the second period like we did the first period and conceded three goals um, inside the first fourteen minutes of the second period, and one of those was shorthanded as well. So it was just it was just going to be one of those nights, I think. Yeah, a bit of a mess, really, overall. Um, and yeah, albeit Nottingham were free-scoring that, that weekend, but we did kind of gift them, gift them a lot there. Um, and yeah, just leaking goals like that is, is never never good for the confidence. But you knew after, after losing 7-2 that we would win the next game because uh, we're so inconsistently consistent. And that's... That's the way it turned out, actually. Um, beating an informed Sheffield 5-2 uh, last Wednesday at home. And um, to be honest, that was the result that kind of slightly surprised me given how well Sheffield had been playing. Uh, albeit they were without without a couple of players. Um, but it's just it's that, it's that usual... Optimistic performance, eh, only to be let down. But that that was another good one. Yeah, definitely. Um, started strong in that one as well. Get get an early goal inside first couple of minutes. Murazi uh, Bierum. So that maybe gave us a bit of confidence from from the get go. Uh, you know, maybe just uh, kicked on from there. Did have six power plays. Um, 
converted one of them. I think it was the last goal that we scored. Uh, after we'd gone 4 0 up, and then Sheffield get two back, and you're thinking this is. Of course they did. Uh, it's going to turn into one of, another one of those games, and uh, so I think they were pretty close together as well. I think it was maybe like twenty seconds or something like that, or less than that between both Sheffield goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, and with ten minutes left to play. Yeah, and there's there's nothing worse than a than a two goal lead, as many a many a hockey player manager will tell you. So. Yeah, well, as you said, it was like the the last time we played Sheffield. I think we went four 0 up. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. Lost in overtime. They, yeah, yeah, lost that one in overtime, but this time managed to managed to hang on, stem the tide, and Becker with that power play goal, as you say, at the end. Um, and yeah, beating Sheffield there, uh, really good win given how good they'd been. Um, it just seems as though, I know we've had a lot of kind of one-game weekends as well, and that's just the way the fixtures work in a couple of midweek games, but it's almost as if we forget how well we played the last weekend. You know, the momentum's killed by having a break between games. Uh yeah, no, I suppose it, it is a bit like... It's almost like you want a three-game weekend, uh, having one on the Friday, but maybe that's absolute nonsense, it probably is, but... Um, it's just, it, like Pete Russell said, how do you... He's got to be the one that explains it, but how do you explain why we have been, you know, so inconsistent? Yeah, well... Um... I've got a couple of theories on it, but we'll maybe wait till after we've done the, the matches. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And uh, obviously you said it, as proof of that, we went from uh, the 4-2 win against Sheffield, sorry, 5-2 win, um, to a, a 4-2 loss against Manchester. Another one-game weekend. Uh, another home game. And, uh, yeah, losing 4-2. And I, I actually thought that We'd have beaten Manchester quite comfortably, but classic clan. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's Manchester's first away win since 1903. And, uh, yeah, since September or something like that. And yeah, they did win the night before, but for a team who've not won in a couple of months on the road, you're thinking they're, they must be going into this, you know, without a ton of confidence. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we're the type of team that these guys want to play. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like Manchester had to work hard for their win. Um, to be honest with you, it was just totally, completely poor from from start to finish. Really, um, I thought it was a bit harsh initially to uh, to criticise Rumpel, but um, you know, having watched the highlights back is. He's just had a, a bit of a nightmare, really. Um, and that can happen sometimes, and obviously it has happened before previously, and I think it's just because it's maybe still fresh in the mind about the, man, the, the Nottingham game that I think uh, has probably angered uh, Pete Russell as much. Um, he just never really get his angles right for the goals. Um, I did think it was a bit poor as well when he was 
uh, skating off to be replaced that the, the crowd were just sort of cheering <laughs> were they um, cheering for Gary Russell though? I think I think some probably were but I think there was definitely some cheering to get there was off. definitely some some sarcastic cheers going on uh, which isn't good to see but people pay their money so they're entitled to uh, have their own have their own views that's just mine um, I thought you know the goals could have been prevented but once we were down again never looked like coming back um, couldn't clear the zone it's just a sort of running theme recently uh, the turnovers in general were just a bit of a joke um, I felt like I, you know at the start of the season I felt like our passing was pretty crisp and although this, this is maybe just from the sort of pre-season games that we saw but um, I felt like you know it was really quite crisp and there was a sort of decisiveness about our play but I feel like now it's just more sort of hesitant and laboured and you know it's, it's difficult to sort of take any positives from the game I guess um, but yeah. if you want to if you want to look at it you, I guess you could say that um, Pitt and Beck are you know still getting points even though they weren't playing that well which is which is good, I guess, because you know, before, like, earlier on in the season, they weren't they weren't getting any points when they weren't playing well. So um, the fourth line as well, so a good a good chunk of ice time. Uh, so I guess that was kind of good to see as well. You know, um, seeing a wee bit more of uh, Musil and and Howlett um, and Pitsko as well was just a lovely uh, sort of standard. <laughs> Standard oh, yeah, back, back goal, I guess you could say. Back post, yeah, yeah really good finish because he, he had to control it as well and by that time, Jin had kind of got his angles more set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, You know, it wasn't... Uh, Becker obviously had to lift the pass over some sticks in the crease so it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't set up for the, the perfect one-time shot so it was, was a great finish but uh, as you say, I, I think obviously Manchester had scored... Uh, three, three goals from six shots was it in the first, first period, and I, I think the, the confidence the the three, last three from four, three from four right, uh, three, three from four before right before okay yeah, yeah. um, I think that the way that, that affects the confidence has just got a massive impact on, the way guys are, are playing um, you know three yeah you go three nil down but. You can see that goals can be scored quickly. I think it's almost like um, some of the players are thinking that the game's over before it before it is. Um, and I don't know. It looked as though Jin played pretty well, but from all accounts on social media and stuff, the shots weren't as testing as as maybe some had, had said. Um, there was talk about Pete Russell mentioned the grade A scoring chances, but you said you didn't see many of those. Nah, nah, not at all. Uh, I mean, if you look, at, if you look at the highlights as well, that'll, that'll explain it to you. I think you know the highlights kind of almost skewed it one way, so it looked as if we were in the game for a lot of it. But the reality was that we just weren't. Um, it's difficult because I thought at the start they did look good, and it's just you know lo- losing those those goals again. It's just a psychological effect 
really I think it has on the team um, I think you know the heads just went down after that and uh, never never found a way back into it um, I think as far as the grade A chances go I, I could probably pinpoint a couple um, probably I think both in the second period I think it was Bierum was through um, but I think he had to get his shot away pretty quickly because I think there was somebody coming back um, and then I think the other one was uh, Stanish as well again so a similar situation but he was a bit further a bit further out um, but other than that I can't really think anything that was that clear cut to be honest yeah, and you look at the, the penalties as well. Manchester, we're always kind of slagging them for taking loads of penalties. There was a a double minor in the, near the end of the second period, uh, Byers, and then a two-minute penalty on Springer. But apart from that, um, we actually scored one power play goal, but uh, you're hoping that on the four minutes, that's a sort of momentum Change or was it? What was the score? Was it three one at at the time of the four minute? Uh, it mm-hmm. was yeah three. Uh, or it three now? Four four one. Right. Yeah, it was four one. Yeah, you're thinking maybe get one or two there, and potentially back in it, and but in the end, sort of too little, too late, and. In the interview after that, you'd mentioned talking about Pete Russell's interview, but I actually think that the questions are shite as well. <laughs> I think that Jerry or Craig or whoever it is that's asking him is just being trying to make everything so positive. You know, there's none of this. Why, you know, why do you think it is so bad? There's no, there's no tough question stance. I think there should be. Yeah, I agree. Um... I thought, although I think it's as normally Craig Anderson that does the questions, so I think he's uh, he's maybe a bit more hard hitting with his questions yeah, than yeah, I suppose, yeah. Uh, than Jerry. I think it was Jerry that was doing it this week. So, um, but no, I, I agree with you. But at the same time, you know, he's uh, just the answers he's given. I'm just not convinced. And during, during the game, he was like audibly livid throughout the game. He could. I actually hear him from where we were sitting. Um, just annoyed at the team. Yeah, just straight passes and not clearing the zone. Uh, just absolutely screaming at some points. It was just really, really angry with the team. Um, so, <laughs> but again, we're just sort of talking about the, uh, the sort of post-match stuff. Um, since. Since he said that, um, <laughs> is this one of your theories? <laughs> it's not really a theory. It's just uh, no, I like it. I've gathered this information. Right. I'm just going to go through it. Since finding our identity against Cardiff, we've gone two and two. So that's two wins and two losses is the definition of inconsistent. Um, he says he doesn't know why it's happening. Or how to fix it. So that's not really what you want to hear from your coach. But I think you know if if that's the case, to be fair to him, I think maybe he need, he needs somebody else in there. Maybe he needs a number two, uh, just on the bench to to give him a hand. But, um, 
keep an eye on certain lines and uh, just sort of different stuff like that. And I think he has sort of played about with the lines sometimes. And, um, I think for the most part it's not really worked, although occasionally it has. But yeah, um, do you think that's one of the reasons? One of the reasons for for the the sort of roller coaster ride in terms of too many changes to the lines, but is that a symptom of you trying to find the consistency? It's like a, a double-edged sword sort of thing, I know. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's, a lot of the time the fourth line's not got much of a a run-out, a skate-out, you could call it whatever. Uh, but yeah. should you be looking for, for more time for those guys and then uh, settle on a, a consistent... Uh, consistent three other lines because even I think he's been moving about that is Tan- Tansky move on to the fourth line and Haywood up to the second or something like that yeah that was that was the same um, for the Manchester game as well um, so it was Pitt Becker Stuka and um, Conley Gratton and, and Haywood uh, and then obviously yeah, uh, Bjerum Hansen and Peacock line was the same so uh, Tansky playing with, with Musel and and Howlett as well. Um, I, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult scenario. I don't think there was any chemistry between Grattan and, uh, and Tansky. I think we, I think you'd maybe pointed that out as well. It was, uh, Grattan seemed a bit disappointed or um, maybe not, just maybe just in general the, the way things were going, but seemed to be directed at Tansky. And I don't know if that was maybe something that uh, sort of made him so I changed the lines about a wee bit and yeah raging at Tansky was at times yeah and I saw that as well and um, you know I don't know it's just the way it goes sometimes but um, yeah I don't know I, I, I guess he's moved uh, Becca as well from from that line with Grattan so I don't know if it's um, something to do with that or whether just Grattan liked playing with, with Becca and, and Conley so I think that was a good line as well, but um, definitely seen more production out of Beck out um, on that top line with Pitt. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is a hard one. Um, I don't know, I wouldn't pretend to have the answer either, but I think a lot of it's down to if you can just, you know, if we could get, even get two, three wins in a row, uh, you <laughs> might see, you might see the, the performances pick up a bit. Stuff um, dreams are made of. No, it is the stuff dreams are made of. Uh, especially given how good the teams are in the league now. Um, yep. Stats-wise, uh, doing some digging. Um, our top point scorer is Matt Becker, who is 16th overall. Uh, eight goals. 19 assists, 27 points in 23 games. Um, so, I mean, that's... I don't remember what he, what he was with us the first time or, or last year with Manchester, certainly over a point a game. Uh, but the next guy down is Pitt, and he's... Uh, no, that's, that's not true, actually. It's Granton who's got 10 goals, 13 assists, so 23 points in 23 games, so he's exactly a point a game. No. 
Connolly, 32nd, is 12 and 10 for 22 points in 21 games because he missed a couple. Yep. And then uh, Pitt is 12 goals, 21 assists. Sorry, 12 goals, 9 assists. So 21 points in 23 games. So Pitt and Connolly are uh, both our top scorers in terms of goals. Um, but when you look at you look at the uh, the charts kind of thing, to have only one guy in the top thirty or top twenty nine is disappointing. When you look at the talent that we are supposed to have uh, in the forward lines, I think, mm-hmm. especially given that the guy at thirty is Josh Grattan. You know, I don't think yeah. he should be in front of Connolly, Pitt, Stupka. Uh, and the likes. Um, no, I would, I would agree as well. Um, I think, you know, talking about um, players playing consistently and uh, I think he was mentioned as being one of the one of the ones that had been uh, the more consistent, Grant, um, as well as Conley. So, um, I think I, I would agree to an extent, but um, at the same time, I don't think there's been any, so... Um, consistency shown through throughout the the team. Um, I, if I was to pick one, I'd probably go with Connolly. But um, yeah, I, I like what Connolly gives as well. Um, I mean, there's uh, one, two, three, four guys there who are basically a point a game, a mm-hmm. uh, which is it something that we never had last year. So no, I guess of it's... course it's that's it's definitely a positive. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just uh, as well the the defence. We don't have any D men in the top twenty. Now, last year I know obviously it was shite, but you had Cameron Burt who kind of contributed a lot. Our top a uh, point scoring D man is a uh, Travis Earhart. Yeah, and he's got. Uh, three goals, eight assists for eleven points in twenty-three. Um, and then is that right? He's only he's only had eight assists. Yep. And then it's it's miles miles down the list to Stannis at twenty-nine, uh, and then Fitzy at thirty-seventh or whatever. But um, mm. I I like what. Um, what Earhart brings offensively, it feels like he's got more points than that. I think I agree with you there, um, but he is one of those guys that's that's prone to error, um, and I don't know. I just think that, given that we're not getting as many points from those guys, I feel like we shouldn't be conceding as as many goals. It's almost like you're saying, right, you're not contributing offensively, but at least do the job. Uh, yeah, by keeping keeping goals out, but we don't seem to be doing either of those two things, which is kind of worrying, I think. Yeah, it's a bit worrying. Um, you know, you take you take it if you're not you're not getting much from the D, but at least you're you're only conceding uh, a couple of goals average a game. But in actual fact, uh, and and that's why you, you, I want to highlight it, not just saying I'll look at Rumpel, but he's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
we're taking Mika Wickman out of the equation. Uh, I know he's he played a few games, but he has left now and was injured. So when you look at it, we're conceding with Rumpel 3.46 goals a game, which is the most out of anybody. Um, and that that's just why why we're not winning uh, more games. I think it's just not not tight enough either. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, you know, just again looking at uh, guys like Mikael Gutwald who were, who were here last year and sort of stood out uh, on the defence, not really standing out as much this year. But I don't, I don't know if it's just these. Don't think he's playing to the same level that he was last season. Um, Travis Erhart, I do actually, I quite like Travis Erhart, and I actually thought he'd, I thought he'd scored a lot more assists than, than that. I think maybe just all come recently, but uh, <clears throat> I like um, the way he sort of moves the puck around. Um, it's a bit like Cameron Burke, um, although probably not as skillful, but um, does have a does have a really good shot on him as well, Erhart. So. Um, but then there is this the sort of turnover aspect that you get, and, and you had with, with Burt as well. Uh, not just Burt, but um, just sort of making that comparison. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, there is that aspect there. Um, I think as well, you know, it's not... The other guys, I actually quite like Tyson Wilson. I think he's, uh, you know, just a really sort of steady skater. And... Um, more often than not, he actually does tend to clear his own uh, occasionally. <laughs> this is the minimum requirement for <laughs> Can you clear the zone? Yeah, yeah, sign a contract. Um, but I know, it's just, it's almost getting to that point now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There's something, there's something weird I find about this season, and it's that I think maybe it's because of the win one lose one thing but you never think things are as bad as they are when you actually look at them in black and white you know you think oh this is Aye. this isn't as bad as last year uh, <laughs> and they seem like they've got better players than last year and so on and so forth but actually um, when you look at the position that we're in um, it's pretty ugly uh, we are exactly one point a game, which, <laughs> which reflects all our point scorers, which you'd maybe expect. So, exactly played eleven, eh, sorry, won eleven, lost eleven, um, and that is just that is level on points with Manchester, who are in tenth. So, uh, between us and Guildford in fifth, okay, they're only four points, but. Uh, we've got to be getting, we've got to be getting further up there, um, and you see what the likes of Dundee have done. Who are now okay, have played a couple of games more, but they're now ahead of us, and even Milton are still, still not out of it. Uh, so, I mean, it's, no, it's a I worrying mean, position, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and all of those teams picked up uh, points yesterday, um, over the weekend as a whole. So. They're gaining ground on us as well, although we've still got a game here or there um, to spare, but that's what you do with that. And Dundee, uh, 
recently a recent win against Belfast as well. I think so that I think that's probably worked wonders as well for their confidence, given that obviously the um, Belfast beat them eight 0 I think it was in the, the first leg of the Challenge Cup. So, but to get that one over them in the league, I think gives uh, Pasha and uh, <coughs> Pasha's players a, a lot of confidence going forward. Yeah, I mean they they had that I think six game six game winning run. So if they can do it. We can do it, but then you just don't see us. Oh, oh at the time you didn't see Dundee doing it, uh, and they did. No. You, you definitely don't see, see us doing it. We would go, uh, win loss, win loss, win loss in the six, probably. Um, <laughs> anyway. Do you know why that is? <laughs> why is that? It's an age jam. That well, I've got, a, I've got a Jara jam coming up. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we can do it against any team as well. You know, we've we've beaten the best and we've lost to the worst. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a strange run. But um, how much do you think the well, we'll get to the jam and well, actually, let's talk about the jam. <laughs> okay. Uh, you were you wanted to highlight Peter also talking about jam, uh, <laughs> and I'd said yeah. that I'd uh, said that I'd heard Derek Walsh say it quite a lot when he was coach at Belfast, uh, you know, talking about, like, fight and heart and whatever else. But jam. the jam thing, yeah, the jam thing made me laugh because just because he's not North American, it just sounds like a pile of shite <laughs> when Pete Russell says it. I just didn't really understand what it was. I think more than anything else. I had, like, I don't remember Derek Wilson saying it. Um, but then I don't really remember uh, so much as much as interviews to be fair, so um I'll take your word for it, but Yeah, it's just it's just like he just <laughs> used it like uh, energy, fight, that kind of thing. Uh, right. I was thinking it was meaning that maybe the the puck was near sticking. <laughs> not much tape, not much glue. <laughs> Cause his jam's like sticky in that, no I mean. Yeah. Um, no, it made me laugh. Okay, it made me laugh for a different reason. Then it just sounded, you know, you obviously he knows what he's talking about. When but when he's, uh, he comes across with some hockey phrases that sounds a lot worse than when some other coaches say it. But I suppose that's true for, true for quite a lot of things. Just the accent, but um, maybe he's totally lost it. Maybe he does mean jam in terms of Hartley's or. Robinsons, whoever it is. That could be the new uh, what's your favourite dinosaur question? If they ever bring back the um what was that again? Oh the ten roster questions. Aye, there was that one, but what was the thing that Jerry did? Oh once a a month or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. But um who knows. But I just so going back to the to the D then just uh, like in comparison I thought uh, Manchester's defence were really good uh, yesterday in particular I think you know uh, was it Harrison Roop yeah yeah I thought he was really good um, I haven't seen him I thought he was you know he, he gave our forwards no time on the puck whatsoever and um, again and got, got an assist as well and I think on the on the second goal, 
for Manchester. So um, he he kind of stood out for me. I thought he was really good uh, yesterday. Um, and I just I know I just don't think we're getting that from from many of our players at the moment. I think they're just kind of almost coasting through games and. Um, yeah, other than the two that I've that I've highlighted in, in their heart and Wilson, I don't know um, if I'm seeing it from from the rest of them. To be honest, yeah, I mean it's it's getting probably close to the point now where I'm sure they're always thinking about uh, adding to the team, and whatever. But we are not mm-hmm. not always uh, not always seem to do that. We have have a couple of times in the past, but. I think if it carries on and you're looking at being on the fringes of a playoff spot, which is way below where we want to be, then I think maybe you will see uh, see something done about it. Um, well, it's, it's never too late as well. Cause it's, no, of course, um, of as, as you know, John Trump is still rolling with half a squad at this point last year. So Yeah, yeah they're just about all turned up. <laughs> yeah. Not on the ice, but in the country uh, yeah and you you look at that like do you think the I know you were there at the what game was it the Cardiff game where the attendance was quoted as a thousand something but you said there was probably about 150 <laughs> I, took, oh, I took a picture and I, I sent it to you and I said there was there was no way there was more than about six, seven hundred people there yeah and uh, there definitely wasn't yeah, and that that definitely will be having an impact on things, but nobody's going to go if if they're not playing well. And I know it's uh, catch twenty two as we've said, but uh, if the team starts putting together winning runs, then more people will want to see it. But if not, then that's just the way the way the attendances will go. And if that's affecting the ability to to sign new players, then that's the way it is. It's the crowd. The crowd will. Yeah. Voice their dissatisfaction, I guess, and by not going really, and that's yeah. that's up to the club to to sort yeah. that. You can't you can't blame fans for I think eh, not want to see to watch that when when they're not entertained and not not enjoying it. No, and I think the crowds were actually pretty good yesterday um, for the game. Uh, First at four pm face off as well, um, which was a bit strange, but um, it was definitely good, a good change. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's you know numbers are dwindling, and it's not even as if like, I would probably I would probably go to more games if you know I could see that there was a real sort of, there was a real sort of fight and, and determination every night and yeah. Which games? Which games at last? At the start of the season, you, there was a wee bit. You know, you kind of saw it. I don't know if yeah. that's just early season excitement where you're seeing more of the positives, but um, it could uh, it could be that. But um, I I agree with you because I was um, I was really looking forward to uh, to this season, seeing what we could do. You know, it's just the team's not lived up to it um, to those expectations, but. Um, I guess the the club will tell you that the, the main expectation is to make the playoffs this year and uh, really that's just not good enough to, to keep fans uh, from, from going back No, I agree um, 
Right, I do. I agree. I think it's getting close to crunch time, but we might as well look look onto the the upcoming games then, just to sort of round that that bit about the clan off. Um, we've got the return leg of the Challenge Cup on a Friday in Cardiff, yep. so going down there with a a one goal deficit. Um, how do you see that? How do you see that one going? I feel like this is the kind of game that we could do well in, but I think Cardiff will, will have enough. I think they, uh, you know, they're, they're good in, in, in all competitions, but um, in particular Challenge Cup as well, that's that added uh, enticement of silverware, I think will... Um, We'll spur them on, and I think they'll, I think they'll win. But I don't, I don't know if it'll be comf- I don't think it'll be too comfortable. I think we'll put up a bit of a fight as well. But um, again, it's just anyone's guess what what clan team you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have to show up really. Um, but yeah, I think Cardiff will, will just be too good. But they've not, they've not been steamrolling teams at home. Uh, you know, Milton went in there and won, Dundee won. Uh, so it's not it's not been an absolute fortress, but uh, I think they maybe just have a wee bit too much for us. Uh, another thing I was just thinking of there, we've not really had any other than Stannis, Stanish, should I say? Uh, not really had any runs of injuries. We've had a full team for uh, months now, haven't we? And that's not really something we've always had and it's it's almost as if uh, we need a couple injuries to, to get guys <laughs> stepping up or something but uh, we usually go through you know with maybe one or, or two players out and a lot of the other teams have got that but we've not really had any problems other than the couple of weeks he was out um, and he's yeah. back now but something that uh, is not having an effect I just thought it was quite interesting that uh, the guys have stayed, managed to stay, stay healthy. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good point, I guess. Um, and obviously during that time, Tansky filled in uh, <coughs> on the D, and I thought he looked pretty good. Um, since he's went back to the forward lines, his sort of performances have tailed off a wee bit. But again, you can't just uh, signal out one player. You know, it's. Um, He's not the only guy, there is a few others. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. Um, of course, now you've said that, it'll be... <laughs> Five minutes. Injuries galore. Yeah. Just on Cardiff there, obviously, the news came out that Farina was leaving. Um, a guy who was injured himself, I think, for, for a good chunk of the season, but uh, not really worked out so much. I think the fans quite liked him because of the type of player he was, but... Uh, back to North America I don't know what what for or what the reasons but uh, no doubt they'll replace him uh, with somebody quality um, but if that kind of guy was available I, I wouldn't mind seeing him at, at Clan I can't even like, imagine getting somebody like that and just now I don't I can't I actually just can't see it no I know I don't think we will but it's just the sort of guy you know with a bit of fight uh Energy, yeah. energy type player like Connolly, 
Yeah, I think we need not we as need much a scorer as that, but yeah, I do. I think we need we need something there. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I think Cardiff will replace them, but it just will we'll run them. Uh, and then we've only got one league game this weekend, so a wee, a wee two game weekend, which might help us, might not. Terrible travel, but back up to Brayhead on Saturday to face uh, probably the best team in the league at the moment, unfortunately, um, Belfast. Uh, yeah. I, I don't hold out much hope for that. Um, they've been pretty good when they came, came into Brayhead and coming off a good win against Cardiff last week um, I, I don't expect us to, to get anything from that one to be honest Nah, no doubt and I won't be going to it as a result Yeah I'm scared of fucking up Yeah Are you gone? Uh, no No, I won't be there Alright So there'll be no coverage Absolutely none We'll cover the highlights <laughs> for you uh, If they decide to show them Yeah um, In which case they probably will show them if if we get beat, that seems to be the... Yeah, they'll show them, like them, share them. Yeah, and also, just while we're on uh, other clan stuff, why is the why is the Twitter page uh, liking tweets about um, or from from the IHL showing that they may get beat, isn't it? I don't know, because there's some strange things going on with that page. Every so often you see a weird like or interaction with that page I think and it's just a case of not thinking before something's done it's the usual like that we get beaten then five minutes after the game the next next tickets are, are available and whatever uh, and all these things you probably wouldn't notice if the team was doing well uh, but it's just annoying as you say it's why are you liking that I just, I just don't think you would see it from any other club that's that's really not point, I guess. It's just, um, I, know. I, I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, I'm not really tuned in to the other team's uh, Twitter pages, but do they sort of go on about getting tickets and stuff as much as? As I don't, as I don't really know. I'm, I'm the same. I don't know too much. Some probably do, some don't, but um, I, I wouldn't like, want... Literally, as, as soon as the game finished yesterday. I know. I wouldn't want radio silence. I wouldn't want radio silence after a defeat, but I don't want. Uh, here's here's the weekend results. Uh, here's the next game, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's been like that for ages, and who knows if that'll ever change. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so. Oh well, Mo- moving on. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm saying no. I'm saying we're getting nothing from this weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, the rest of the league, I think the first legs of a few Challenge Cup games start and also the second leg of Belfast Dundee tomorrow night. Now this was I think Belfast won eight nil or eight one or something in the first leg, so Pasha's already said it'll be a, a game for just testing out new lines and stuff, so I don't I don't think anything's really gonna come from that game for sure. Uh no. Nothing worthwhile. Belfast will, will be through there, but uh, a D dropper, a D dropper exactly. Um, Nottingham, Manchester. Actually, they they played their first leg as well last last Tuesday. Nottingham winning six one. So that's 
Yeah. That's really, I can't see anything else other than a, a Nottingham win there, especially given that they're at home in the second leg. Yeah, I agree. Nottingham as well, take them. Uh, then Wednesday, Sheffield, Guildford, and uh, that is a first leg. Mm. Um, they, they play their second leg the, the following week, but Sheffield, Guildford, um, hoping Guildford can do something there. Um, I think that'll be a good wee game. Uh, Sheffield maybe at home, just edging it for me. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably agree. I think um, Sheffield will get get the win there. I think it'll be tight, uh, and it'll set up a good a good setting leg down in Guildford. Then we've got uh, the league action on Friday, as well as our Challenge Cup game. Nottingham take on Dundee. Uh, so that's Nottingham then playing Tuesday, Friday there. Uh, but I think at home. Just probably too strong for Dundee, although Dundee obviously getting a ton of good results recently. But I think the the defeat to Sheffield there in the, in the overtime maybe will take a wee bit of wind out their sails. Uh, I think Nottingham will probably just pick that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the road and the Nottingham are on just now as well. Um, they're difficult to beat and. Uh, I think Nottingham will win and I think could be quite comfortable. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Manchester at home to Cardiff. Uh, depends on how much of a hammering we give Cardiff on Friday. Uh, but now Manchester two two wins last week weekend, including beating us obviously. Um so they won't be short of confidence. Cardiff it's it's actually very like Cardiff's old drink, that Manchester one. Uh, yeah. small and tight, physical, so uh clo- maybe closer than it would have been a few weeks ago, but I still think Cardiff are are gonna win that one. Yep, I'm I'm picking Cardiff as if as I've stated before. Yep. I don't know why I still ask you but <laughs> Milton against Dundee. Uh Milton again, good win against Fife last weekend. So that even even then now they're they're they can be good on the night. So Dundee, just cause cause I like Pasha, uh, I uh, quite like to see him do well. But I don't know. I've got I'm gonna go Milton in that game. Interesting. Um. That is, a, that is a close one, actually. Uh, I think it could be close. That's difficult. Given that Dundee uh, are playing during the weekend, the night before, uh, I'll say Milton Keynes as well. Yeah, that's quite a big factor, actually. Sheffield, Coventry. Now, Coventry, I had a, a wee note here saying that you know they'd, been, they'd lost quite a few players during the week. Some, some released... Uh, Mika Weekman was struggling, I think, uh, after that injury, so they've gone back to Copriva. Um, but a couple of guys released there for other teams, and Trey Lewis has been told he, he should retire immediately by a, a medical professional, so uh, no idea what, what that was, maybe some sort of... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Some sort of injury safe. or could be I don't know, it could be a heart thing or whatever it is, but told mm-hmm. to retire, so they've lost him as well. Um although I did see they brought in somebody today, uh, Tom Floodquist. Oh yeah, I did see that. I didn't actually look at his stats or anything like that, so I'm not From sure what Sudertalia in Sweden. Um, right. looks to be a a kind of classic Swedish player. Uh, played at a played at a good level and got some decent points, so I, I think he'll be he'll be good for them. Quite a small small centre. Only five feet ten, so uh, I reckon he'll be a bit like Nicky Thorock. Yeah. Style player. Um, I guess that's maybe what Coventry are hoping for as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but so a few few ch- player changes there, but great great uh, result there they got on Sunday coming back from I think it was three one at home to Nottingham uh, to win in overtime. So they'll be going in there thinking they can maybe do some damage, but I think Sheffield at home uh, at the moment are looking looking pretty good, especially if Coventry are down one or two players. So I'll, I'll pick Sheffield. Yeah, I'm gonna go Sheffield as well. Unless this new guy's like Connor McDavid or whatever, but you <laughs> see. Uh, I finally on Saturday Fife Guilford. Uh, what's your thoughts there? That could go either way really. Um Fife are a bit uh seem to be a bit more like us in, in recent weeks though. Um good yeah, games very, and bad games. Very, very much, yeah. Um so I'm guessing they'll be looking for some kind of consistency uh, going forward. Try to find it from a few weeks ago. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one. I'm, I'll take. I'll say home advantage in Fife one. Yeah, I think I probably be inclined to agree. Fife, their wins are more often than not coming at home. I think. Hey, uh, so I'm gonna go with them. Hey. Uh, just the three games on Sunday, Nottingham, Guildford, a wee 4pm effort. Alright, uh, let's go, I'm going to, I'll take Nottingham, but then I feel like it's been harsh on Guildford. It has been a bit harsh, yeah. Um, given that I'm, I'm saying they're going to lose their Challenge Cup game, and they're going to lose in Fife, but... <laughs> a difficult wee weekend predicted there. It is, but well, it is a difficult game. No, it is, yeah. I'll take Nottingham. Yeah, I'll go Guildford just to... Good for you. Just to give them a bit more positive uh, feeling. Your boys. Your boys. Come on, yeah. Can't wait for the next highlights video. Uh, Coventry, <laughs> Dundee. Dundee for me. I'll go Coventry, just at home. I think they're pretty decent at home. Uh, and then Manchester, Belfast... That'll be a good test for Belfast, actually. Um, yeah. But they've just been so good recently that I was quite surprised, actually, that, that Dundee beat them on in that so comprehensively in the free sports game. Uh, but Dundee were yeah. really good then. But Belfast then going in and beating Cardiff. And then I think they'll be coming back to a stretch of home games soon as well. So I think Belfast will get the job done there. And, and then... Uh, Ah, bah, 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 bah. Uh, 
they've been so good, I think definitely the team to beat, but I think now becoming hot favourites for the league, Belfast. It's hot as hot as jam. It's hot as jam. I think um, they're looking uh, okay, maybe not man for man stronger than Cardiff uh, player wise, but just the consistency and the way they're playing at the moment. Uh, no other team's got that, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think they'll they'll get a win there as well. I think it'll be uh, a more difficult test um, than the one that we'll give them. I think, but um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Belfast for that one as well. Yeah, and I remember saying Cardiff were hot favourites earlier, but that was because they were the form team, and all I do is pick the form team. So. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing surprising there. Um, it's difficult until you get no, teams I know. that I know. Um, that aren't consistent. So I mean, try to like, try to pick what we're gonna what we're gonna do on any given oh, night. Is, yeah, I know. Hit or miss. By the end of that season, we'll be exactly fifty percent, uh, <laughs> and all our players will be point a game. I predict that, but yeah. Um, we did have a reply to to the uh, couple of replies to the tweet that we'd put out. One of them, though, we'd covered in the in terms of the passing uh, oh, yeah. from Clan from Sky Fenton, who'd said that Clan need to work on passing the puck. Uh, that is probably true, <laughs> given the way the season started and now. Uh, but I, I think that's a lot a lot to do with the confidence, as I've said. Yeah. Um but yeah, you you'd mentioned that as well, so a fair point. Uh, I'd say work on work on conceding less goals to be honest, but uh passing the puck obviously is a is a factor in that. Um but also had Mark Forsyth who replied saying uh, are they better? Uh, more entertaining, I would say. Standouts: Connolly and Grattan. Uh, Travis Earhart looked lively against Manchester. Change would need to be more route one at times, rather than try to source the pass in front. Uh, what do you think about that? Standouts: Connolly, Grattan, first of all, and we've kind of we've kind of covered Earhart a wee bit, and in fact, we've actually mentioned that. You know Connolly, we both like Connolly and, and Gatton's probably higher up the, the points chart than we thought it would be. Yeah, um, I think we've done pretty well haven't we covered these points. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree uh, to an extent. I think uh, Connolly and, and Gatton have been, have been the highlights. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been more entertaining at times. Uh, I think it's a fair, a fair comment to ask if they are better than last year's team. Um, and it's up to it's up to the coach and it's up to the players to um, to try and turn it around um, to be more route one at times like that's you know it's kind of referring to this uh, the old uh, dump and chase tactic maybe or if you're talking about getting, a, getting out of the zone getting out of the D zone then yeah I'm all for that and I think you know they did sort of do that at the start of the season where they um, they were sort of lofting sort of loft in the puck <laughs> into the centre of the ice but it's yeah. effective because it just no I know 
it clears the zone and it gives it gives the deer a chance to uh, to change or whatever. Yeah, and m- maybe just uh, the other point that it's just been more direct towards goal. Um, you've seen yeah. the games more recently. You know, I, I don't know if uh, it needs to be just more a case of shooting the puck more a wee bit. Uh, certainly, I know that there are guys in the the D zone that can as well. On the power play and stuff, are we looking for a play that's maybe too cute or whatever? But um, there's so many things you could put it down to. I, I think once the team yeah. finds a bit of confidence, uh, but they better find it fast because the season's kind of slipping away, going into a busy period. But so, anything else hockey-wise you want to cover? No, I think so. No, just spend a wee bit of time briefly just to wrap us up with some of the football from the weekend and upcoming because it's been been a few weeks. Uh, all changed, I suppose, in the the Premiership and that uh, going into the weekend there, uh, Kilmarnock were top. What a what a uh, what a uh, run they've been on, you know, and how well Steve Clark's done. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, looking at this, uh, they always do these uh, form tables for um, for like the calendar year type thing. Uh, and I think over the course of the last uh, 38 games, I think, uh, come on, we're only three points behind Celtic. So that's uh, incredible, really, given where they were uh, a, few, a few years ago. Yeah, and did you... Um... Well, exactly as you said, from based on where they were, uh, how well they've done, and now I think that, you know, bar the weekend there, they're going to, to most places, and you're thinking they can, definitely get something. Um, did you were you, either at or see the, the game at Parkhead on Saturday? Nah, I've I've seen the I've seen the highlights uh, since, but um, by all accounts, uh a really good emphatic first half display and um, that's really just what killed the game off in the end yeah it looked like it um, sort of stamping their authority on it another couple of good goals from Celtic hey, Christy scoring again um, yeah he's been, he's been brilliant who's been who's been really good so I think they'll probably push on from here now Celtic top of the top of the league and um I don't really see that changing from now now till the end. I mean, Kilmarnock being up there was was the real surprise for me. So, hey, and those are the kind of games I think Steve Clark had said. Those are the games that maybe they're not weren't expected to to get something from. So, the yeah. fact that they're doing it doing it in other places is is what's impressive. Hey, yeah, I think they've kind of they've kind of snuck up the table a wee bit. Um. I think they were maybe a bit slow to start the season, but they just kind of crept up there. Obviously, with, with Hearts and, and Hibs starting so well, yeah, um, yeah. and Livy as well, they've uh, kind of tailed off a wee bit recently. But um, yeah, they've just kind of been hanging about, and uh, obviously the, the consistency that they're getting is, is paying off to an extent. Yeah, talking about teams that had tailed off, you've got. Hey, Hearts and Hibs, Hibs, um, especially in the last few weeks they did win at Hamilton at the weekend and then 
Hearts as well, given how, how good a start that was. Uh, both of them winning at the weekend, but uh, Hibs certainly not in a position that I thought that they would they would have been at this point. I thought, given how well they uh, they started, um, they'd have been causing causing more problems for teams. But yeah, uh, no, I I would agree with that as well. Um, not really too sure what's what's been going on there. It's just um, you know last season they they performed really well, and uh, again at the start of the season they were performing well. Um, but just recently, it's just as you say, it's been sort of tailing off, and I think they're eighth in the table now. So, um, yeah, they are. Yeah, you know they'll be looking to uh, get back in and and amongst the sort of top four, I would guess, uh, is where they would probably look to be by the end of the season. Yep, Aberdeen they lost to well I guess you could say an informed St Johnston team at the weekend but that was still a, a bit of a surprise uh, A how much uh, Aberdeen have kind of slipped down there but B uh, how well St Johnston did have done recently uh, again given that they they didn't start as as well as they've played now I think what was it five four or five games in a row St Johnston won and winning at Pataudry is another cracking result. So they're up only now three points off Kilmarnock in third. Yeah, um, again, it just shows you what consistency can do. And I think um, they've got, they're unbeaten in the last five. Uh, St Johnson, a couple of draws in there. But yeah, yeah, so there. But, but overall, just uh, uh, in general, you know, to be able to do that and get that. Consistency um, in a league as competitive as it is, and, and to go to Pataudry uh, and get the win is, is a huge uh, achievement for them. Uh, given that you know Aberdeen played well in the cup final against Celtic, and um, and then obviously uh, getting the win at, at Ibrox during the week. Um, so you know they, they were probably uh, on a bit of a high, but maybe. They, those performances have taken their toll of you, but yeah, and then um, talking about Ibrox during the week, Rangers obviously lost that that game to Aberdeen, and then uh, only getting the draw in in Dundee as well. They're struggling a wee bit, and Dundee themselves. Well, I don't know if you could call that picking up some form, but certainly based on how how poor they were, that's a. Uh, six points from their last four games so uh, they're now only four off Hamilton and level St Mirren so uh, kind of differing fortunes there but I think Rangers just struggling to uh, to cope a wee bit without Morelos and then he's about as consistent in terms of staying on the pitch as we are as Clan are on the ice <laughs> I don't know how many red cards that, that, that they've had it's something like 8 8 or 9 Rangers have had this year yeah I think a lot of their game is, is built around him so eh, that's obviously having a bit of an impact and yeah I think Gerrard's wanting Morelos to or was looking for Morelos to, 
to play that that kind of way. So that's a on the edge uh, striker, and you know when they don't have him, then they are almost a different team. Uh, you know, playing <coughs> that game against Dundee. I mean, uh, when Dundee scored and then got the guy sent off, it was you know it's like seventy minutes or something like that Ranger said, uh, and they scored pretty soon after. Um, pretty after. Uh, Pretty soon after he was sent off, but um, yeah, was, was it not? A, was it not the free kick from the sending off incident? Oh, is that what it was? Right? I think so. Yeah, I've not seen it yet, but um, right. uh, but yeah, just to uh, play out the rest of the game, you know, seventy minutes and and not going to get to get a winner. That's, you can see why it would be frustrating for uh, for Gerard. Yep. So games coming up then. Uh, get one. Tomorrow night, Aberdeen Livingston. Uh, I think before the season. Actually, I should mention my my uh, trip to. I can now reveal it was a trip to Fur Hill on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and it was a, the a phantom goal. Yeah, yeah. They. To be honest, I think it was two 0 Thistle playing in Fermline. Uh, I think they just about just about deserved it. Um. Second goal was one of those was it over the line moments. I'm still not sure, um, but it was certainly pleasing for Kevin to finally see a, a win for Thistle and a, a goal. Actually, he's not seen a goal since September. I think he'd said so. Yeah. Pleased to be of any use, and maybe they'll be picking up a wee bit. But definitely a, a difficult league, the Championship, and that's kind of just proven by by that. But um, I won't be available for him next week, even though he tells me that it'd be good if I could go go for the Alloa game. But did I say we'd buy your ticket? Yeah, maybe it did. <laughs> ah, we'll see. We'll see. Still not enough. <laughs> not enough. It's too cold. <laughs> nah, that was my own fault. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Kev will tell you as well though, that, that um, Thistle have had their, uh, their fair um, few goals that have that have gone against them. That, that we're never in, so no, exactly. Um, maybe a wee, a wee turnaround in fortune. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, um, Tuesday tomorrow night, Aberdeen Livingston. Mm, Aberdeen. Uh, so you say that? Nah, Aberdeen. Nah, I'm going to go for that. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to pick <laughs> Levy. I'm going to pick Levy there. Right, good. Yeah, I'm going to pick Levy. Uh, who are then at home on Friday against Hearts? Uh, draw for me there. Uh, I'm going to pick Hearts. I think they're coming back to to form now. They've got um, they've got better back and uh, and Peter Herring. I think you know he's been carrying sort of carrying an injury and stuff. But yeah, got the yeah, win the weekend. Maybe maybe hitting a bit Just, of, of form again because. I was going to say just because Tuesday are playing on Livingston, but Livingston are playing on Tuesday, so maybe that will have an effect. Uh, we'll see. Um, Saturday, three games Kelly, Dundee. Kelly. Yep, agreed. St Johnston, Motherwell. St Johnston. Yes, yep. And St Mirren, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Draw. Probably. Yeah, uh, no, no, I can see that. I can. 
And then um, Sunday, Celtic are at Hibs, lunchtime. Uh, I think they'll win that comfortably. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm good at predicting Celtic scores. Right, well, I hope that's the case. I don't think it'll be comfortable. Do you? Um, No, Hibs Hibs, uh, often tend to give Celtic a game with it being Easter Road as well. Um, Yeah, that is a factor, but I just think that Celtic have been good recently and Hibs haven't, so... Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a test for for Celtic as well, given that we've uh, got the Salzburg game uh, coming up on Thursday as well. So yeah, that's that's true. Um, how do you think that one's gonna go? Um, I can tell you right now, it will finish one each. But what what are your opinions? <laughs> I'll be happy if it finishes one each. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm not really that bothered about it because there's. There's plenty of games going on in, in the league just now, and uh, I think that needs to take the, the main brunt of our focus, um, to be honest with you. And just kind of being able to get get some runs together and uh, start to pull away from the, from the rest of the group. So you're um, solely focused on the league then? Not solely, but I'm just, I just mean that if, you know, if certainly don't get through, then I won't be disappointed about right. it. But. Okay. I think that I think they'll get the draw in though. They've done pretty well to get out of that group, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I see them getting a draw there. Um, then finally, Rangers are at away in Vienna on Thursday, and then at home to Hamilton. Yeah, um, I think they'll win against Hamilton. Um, again, likewise in in Europe, it's it's a bit more difficult than. Uh, especially going over there, although although they did they did beat them at home, so uh, but difficult. It's it's in it's in Rangers hands really, but um, you know I think if you ask Rangers fans as well what what they would rather have, I think they would rather focus on the league. But yeah, I agree. I think um, I think they definitely would. They will beat Hamilton. Uh, I think they. Might get a draw in Vienna, but they need need a win. Is that right? Uh, I can't quite remember the situation, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they uh, think maybe need a win, and it'll just be a a step too far. I think, but um, yeah, win on Sunday, Um, and then obviously now that I'm a party official season ticket holder, it's only fair to. To comment on the Aloha game at the weekend, another home game for Thistle, and Aloha are now below them. Uh, so Huge I, game. I actually expect Thistle to win that one. Um, and if you I, call you call on the fact that they that they won and scored, it's going to give them confidence. I'm calling that, and uh, even if I pretend that I'm going. Uh, that'll give them a bit, a bit of confidence as well. So, uh, I'm going for a wee home win there, and no doubt Kevin will be happy. So, uh, that's what we want to see. I'll take that one. Right, smashing. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Nah. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> it's the best bit. <laughs> um. Right. Okay. I think that kind of wraps us up. Um. Wraps us up nicely for winter. 32, yeah. 
certainly needed to wrap up more for hell at the weekend. I was freezing, <laughs> but then since we were going out, it was some going out gear. Um, that's true. I have just thought that um, that's really us rounding off for episode 32, unless you've any other uh, cheeky wee stories to throw in there, but... Um, no, we'll maybe, I think, maybe save it for... I think we'll save it for next time, yeah, we've been... Save it for next time. Too much too much uh, other important stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, but thanks for turning up, folks, and your couple of good questions there, so uh, hope to hear from you again next time and uh, enjoy your enjoy your December and your pre-Christmas build-up until we, we come at you again on the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, can't really talk about that. Nothing else to add. We'll speak to you next time. <laughs> Good night. See you later.